0: So you're browsing the web and you stumble upon a website and you're browsing this website and you like uh, an image there and you said, "Hey, this will be a nice image to put on my blog, right?" So you naturally right-click on that image, copy the address, right, the whole URL, and then you start authoring your blog and then say, "Paste that URL," and you're just like building that image right and then you only try to preview that on your blog or try posting that that image becomes broken and uh, you you're now surprised at what's what happened I copy that URL I pasted a new browser and there is the image but when I view that image from my browser from my website from my blog it becomes broken what's going on this is what is referred to as cross origin resource sharing and this is it will be the topic of this podcast coming up. Hey guys, it's Hussein. Before we jump in this podcast, I just want to let you know that I have a new course called Python on the back end. If you are interested in Python programming, especially with geographic information systems, and you want to take this to the next level and, and transfer this knowledge in the back end, consider checking out this course. It's on HussainNassar.com slash courses. What you will be able to learn is you can build cool web applications and APRs with your knowledge of Python. You don't have to have like, uh, uh custom web applications, all right, or IIS, you can just use uh Python to do that. You can learn how to serve a basic website with Python at the back end. You can turn your existing Python libraries into web APIs to be consumed by other developers with other languages like uh, JavaScript or, or Go or or C sharp, right? because like, uh, you can build this integration using built services and APIs. You can learn how to build load balancers for your back-end Python services, you're gonna learn how to install and use and deploy Jupyter notebooks. I talked about that as well in the Python of the back-end course. You can also you're gonna learn how to talk and deal and interact with Postgres database. You so you learn back-end database programming with Python and Postgres. Right, you can learn how to connect. Query, write, and commit transactions. So very basic. Like it's a, it's like really designed for all levels. Check it out: slash courses With that said, let's jump in the podcast. What's up, y'all? This is your host, Hussein Nasr from iGeometry, where we discuss software engineering and GIS by example. In this episode and podcast, we will discuss course or cross-origin resource sharing. I don't know if you've been building web applications and you've been working with especially ArcGIS server, or you have services and you start referencing them in your applications, right? You sometimes, Chrome or Firefox, start yelling at you. says, hey, the cross-origin policy does not allow you to access this resource. So what does this really mean? All right. So uh, this this policy that was developed by uh, it's actually a standard that browsers implement to allow people to uh, restrict access to certain resources and provide security as well so one way uh, that uh, we see this implement is says hey if I am the owner of this image I upload it to my site Okay, like a stock photo or whatever. I want people to view this image. They have to be coming from my site, all right, or they have to be coming directly. They cannot reference this image or this script or this uh, file or uh, any other kind of resources directly from other websites. Okay, so you can you kind of start. Uh, putting some restrictions to that and these restrictions are implemented actually by the browser if you think about it okay and uh, the way you do this is when you essentially create a web server think of iis or if you're writing one from scratch like uh, python uh, tornado or node.js okay you have to implement this from scratch and I really recommend people to do that and I have a lot of videos on my YouTube channel that actually explain it because you actually understand what's going on there so this is what's going on right so you implement a web server and you're serving a certain resource let's say it's an image right and this image lives on HTTP slash slash your server slash image right and then another slash Okay, so there is this route slash image on your web server actually correspond to some code on your server. And that code will will ask the web server, says, okay, this is someone requested slash image. What do you want me to do? Okay, and the server in this case says, okay, slash image is actually, uh, well, we will look through this folder and we will pull that particular image so we will need to return a blob a kind of binary format that's the content type and then content type is actually an image and then we're going to return a bunch of headers for the for the request right that's we're building up the response essentially and part of this response you actually tell the uh, that the the one who will make request what are the allowed Methods what are the allowed origins to access this? Resource right if you do not put these headers on your uh, essentially on your web server You cannot access this outside the original resource so that means if you try to view this image or if you've tried to view the script like I say this is a JavaScript file let's say this is an ArcGIS server service even right ArcGIS server takes care of that out of the box for you it's always allowing all origins I think by default okay so you will essentially you won't be able to reference this in, in a script that you create right ArcGIS online does that as well like when you when you try to access ArcGIS online by default ArcGIS online allows all origins and you can change that if you own your own organization okay in ArcGIS online you can specify like hey this kind of web map this kind of content I only want people from these origins www.example.com www.acme.com to to pull this kind of resources this is to allow to to prevent people from writing scripts and hosting them somewhere else and uh, start using your resources without uh, paying you for example right so that's uh that's that's a way to do it essentially okay and the the way so that's that's the the back end infrastructure okay and another Important thing. I don't want to dive. Try to dive into it. Maybe I'll, I'll try to make a video about it, uh, to to dive into the deep details and maybe some examples. Right. I'll try to work on this. Hopefully this weekend. But uh, in general, what happens here is there's HTTP has different methods, right? And you might be familiar with these methods called GET and POST, right? And uh, one of these methods is called options. Okay? And if you decide to implement options on your web server, you can tell the requester, whoever requests a certain rec- resource from your web server, you can tell it what are the allowed methods, what are the allowed origins. And uh, if you put like a, an asterisk, uh, next to the allowed origin everybody will be able to consume that okay and I, I'm pretty sure like uh, if you wanted to enable that at one point you have added that one line of code or an IIS you can actually configure that which is essentially it's just code event right if you think about it so that's the options the options is important the they call the pre-flight so what the so so once you implement options you're good at the server level Right? so it's very important to understand that this is server level configuration it's not a client level configuration right so let's go back to the client now which is the browser right I have a browser I am visiting uh, a web page and that web page is referencing an image from another web page and that image let's say is hosting uh, is hosted on, on a server uh, on a certain website right it's a different address okay and the first thing the browser does is say hey there is an image but it's not from the same domain from it's not from the same website that uh, you're currently visiting So the first thing the browser does is it sends a pre-flight options request to that other server says hey am I allowed to actually fetch this thing or not so it will ask options and then obviously the server from that that Image website will reply with will say hey yeah you you're cool you can actually everybody is allowed to access this image there's an asterisk or maybe hmm, only www.example.com can I fetch this or only this list or maybe says hey you cannot actually do an option on me I'm sorry nothing is implemented so you can get all these kind of things based on what is implemented in the web server and what is what is returned as a result? Okay, and uh, yeah, so th- that's the first thing the browser does. It sends that preflight options. It's a very lightweight uh, request, and it's a very lightweight response because it doesn't have a body essentially. Just like very, it just have a bunch of headers tells tells the browser what to do. But once the browser does that, it caches the information so it doesn't have to like always request that thing. It's very expensive to make request, obviously. So it will have this information. will keep them, and it will make a decision. Either if you can consume this resource, it will say, "Okay, let me go ahead and fetch it for you." Okay, and if it if you cannot, then the browser essentially will says, "Sorry," it will just display a broken image, or display a broken script, or display a broken link, or uh, even just give you some errors in the console in the browser so that's essentially what course means cross-origin resource sharing are you allowed to share a certain resource or not okay and uh, if you write your own browser, you can avoid all that stuff, right? But who who writes their own browser anyway, right? So this is like a standard. Every browser implements that. It's a security issue. Another reason is like banking, right? Imagine <coughs> uh, some phishing site implements uh, like a, the, the Bank of America website. All the resources, I believe, hundred percent, they must be. Restricted to Bank of America website only. Otherwise, I can write, like, uh, I can literally copy the whole code of HTML in Bank of America, create my own, and call it America of america.com, right? And then create a phishing website. And then I start referencing the scripts that of the Bank of America and send you the link, and you will never know, right? So, Bank of America will have to block requests right that is coming from other domains other than bank of america and browsers by default allows if you're the same resource if you're the same domain it just allows that request otherwise it just have to do this pre-flight options all right guys hope you enjoyed this episode uh it's a friday uh enjoy the weekend and i am going to see you in the next episode You guys stay awesome.